0: Welcome to the Futile Podcast, tonight we're talking about Avengers Age of Ultron, the new uh, Avengers movie, Avengers 2, the next installment in the Marvel series of movies. Uh, so, what'd you guys think of Avengers 2 compared to Avengers 1, compared to any other Marvel movies? The last real big Marvel movie was it, it would have been, uh, I guess, Guardians of the Galaxy, huh? Yes. Mm-hmm. It was not as good as Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-mm. I would agree. It was not as good as Avengers. I don't know. I think I I think I I feel about the same about them. Mm. I feel like the, there were strong points and weak points in both of them. Oh, mm-hmm. definitely. And uh, this one had uh, I think I I I went into it with um kind of lower expectations and that may have helped. Cuz like then the, then, when there wasn't a, a good a good character scene, I was like, "Hey, how about that? They're actually doing some stuff with the characters. It's not just all <laughs> Slow mo, every single buddy fighting like it's a cover of a comic book. Kind There's of a stuff. lot of that. Though. There was a lot of that, and that that it is kind of
1: really dramatic too. Yeah. Like they took a little extra time yeah. to emphasize their slow mo, which is
0: fine. I like that, but yeah. I don't know. It, it was it was too busy. I agree. Yeah, it I think really that was. Busy. But that's just part of the problem with with that many people. Um, that many. That many a story about that many characters at once you have to kind of if you want to do justice to to all of them you have to give them all something to do and then you've got them all doing something and then you're either cutting back and forth to seven different places or you're having a lot of moving parts and it starts to like you said it just gets too busy in places by and large i feel like the choreography and the action and the momentum flowed pretty well though so Mm. it was busy but it was i was never terribly confused uh (laughs) Which can happen in, in, in stuff sometimes, you know, where you just, like, don't have a sense of the the geography or even the geometry of what's happening. Right. And for the most part, I feel like all the action sequences were, were good in that respect. There wasn't anything terribly unique or novel about any of them. No. No. I liked the environment of the that shipyard in Africa. I thought that was cool. Um, but that was just cool as, like, an ex, a neat-looking exterior for a couple of shots.
1: Yeah. Um. It's different really
0: dingy yeah it was weird that they uh i guess the way it starts they're already all like fighting together and it, it's very loosely connected to like a throw a couple throwaway lines in like the last episode of agents of shield on the tv show where it's like okay we need to get the avengers out we're gonna go after the you know baron von strucker or whatever who they dispatched pretty unceremoniously i think <laughs> um so i guess they're just kind of cleaning up the last bit of the hydra stuff there and that's that. Yeah, that was kind of weird. They picked up. I mean, like in the last Captain America, which, again, by the way, I liked better than this one. I thought that one was pretty great. Winter Soldier. Winter yeah. Soldier's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, we're going to go ahead and spoil stuff. We're just going to talk. We always do that on the Futile Podcast. I hope the listeners are always aware. We're not going to like hold back anything too major, as far. and I don't think there's anything too major in this movie. It's not like some new character really comes. Well, but there's a new character. There's a new character. Mm-hmm. There's Couple. nothing, nothing really significant that happens to anybody in this. I think that right. would be like a major plot point, spoiler thing, you know. No. Anyway, sorry. Oh no, continue no. Continue no. your thought. I just want. I always forget to do that, and then we start talking, <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit, listeners are going to be mad. Uh, yeah, just just pick off, pick up from where you were you were talking about uh, um, with the whole Hydra thing, you know, where they they were bringing down Hydra in the end of. Uh, captain america and then they had a whole like half season dealing with the fallout from hydra and uh uh, uh, agents Agents of shield Shield. didn't they yeah they uh half or more well yeah because the the way that it worked is that the the agents of shield show started and then there was the thor movie which just kind of had a tangential connection to it or it was like oh they cut to them like in london helping cleaning up or something and then it keeps going, and then the Captain America movie happens, and then everything gets changed about S.H.I.E.L.D., Right. and then the rest of that was, like, what's going to happen? That was kind of the momentum of, like, the last four or five episodes of the first season, and then the second season continues with that, and then that's where they're at now, so now it seems kind of like S.H.I.E.L.D. is essentially rebuilt. Yeah. You've got Nick, Nick Fury back in proper with, with, the, um, with the helicarrier and all that stuff, so that was kind of cool that they, they got that back, just where it needed to be and a bunch of rookie cadets too yeah I guess that uh, was good <laughs> that, I think that actually might have been one of my favorite parts oh the guy didn't know how, how to sound <laughs> yeah. cool when he was saying something oh well, yeah and especially like you know when the when the robot crashed into the bridge and he, he screamed like a little girl that was Why? awesome yeah <laughs> I think um yeah I, I thought that was funny I mean so uh, with Whedon's humor I, I think there's a portion of it I've I, I, I do like There's a portion of it that maybe is a little too clever and a little too hokey sometimes. But I mean, like I I think, I don't know, I never watched Buffy or uh, Mm. Angel or any of those shows. I've heard that there's interesting episodes and good character stuff in those every now and again, but I don't know if it's like I'm going to sit down and watch a whole show like that just for 10 good episodes or whatever. But I I like Firefly, and I like the character of Malcolm Reynolds in Firefly, and Mm -hmm. I feel like that kind of... That kind of comedic writing stuff, when he he manages to pull it off sometimes in in the Avengers and get and get to it. Yes. That said, I, I'm kind of looking forward to, to see what the um, Russo guys are going to do with because they're taking over. The guys that did Winter Soldier are going to be do, kind of like the head of the, the 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 next two or final two Avengers movies. Good. So I think that, yeah, they might bring some. They might just bring I I don't know. They might make it. They might do. They might do a really good job. That's good. I, I love Joss Whedon, but I don't know. I, you can't do another movie like that. Right, That's yeah. It has to be different. Yeah, well, of course, yeah. And and so uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I mean, but, like So this one, you've got them pretty much already together. You don't have to waste... A, they, they don't waste a lot of time getting them back together. Um, no, they're just there. Yeah, and they're all full. Like, the Hulk's already Hulk, and they're all just running through the snow, fighting bad guys. That fantastic... Action shot where they all line up in that little moment in time. Right, the comic the comic book shot right at the beginning. That's such a great open. <laughs> okay.
1: So that was the best part of that whole thing because that those first moments in that movie were real cheese ball. Like they it were real didn't ball. they didn't look.
0: Yeah, good. I, I wonder about like I like, feel uh, I feel like either the, quite right. the way they shot it or. I don't know if it was through the whole movie, but yeah, the beginning was kind of dim, and I it wonder if they just me, the did, need, needed to turn the bulb up on the projector. Or I think what? so, yeah. I've, I've heard yeah. that that's something people will do in some theaters, because, the save, because those bulbs are expensive. So to save the bulb, you'll just kind of run things a little on low. <laughs> well, it also kind of looked like the... Everything looked a little... I mean, I, this you have to take this with a grain of salt, since I wasn't wearing my glasses, but everything looked blurrier than normal it was a little, little contrast probably because of the dimness I, I agree and just um or maybe just because there was so much action that they couldn't keep everything crisp right. non-stop i mean that, that i mean maybe that. That, a cheat around the cgi incorporation is to just kind of make the live action a little a that's, little fuzzier to kind of feather the edges that's on the what i'm on saying, the there was a shitload of cg yeah and I mean, it, was it was good for yeah. the most part yeah i didn't have any real problem with the effects uh i i didn't have it didn't it didn't get too nauseated by the flippings and backings and nope. forth things mm-hmm. uh it is kind of like i said it's sort of just like a big spoonful of the same old same old though you know da 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 blah, 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 and like okay fine <laughs> that's what i like I, and it does i mean like i as a comic book fan i was never really i never really was into the avengers the whole idea still seems a little uh, hodgepodgey and weird you have like a god you have like a <laughs> iron Iron, rich guy that has technology stuff then you have like a super strong dude that can throw a throws a frisbee around and then you throw <laughs> in a guy using a bow and arrow and then like a girl using a gun and it just seems like i mean they made, they made it work in the first one they make it work in this one but it, it's still got this intrinsically ridiculous aspect to it that i think as the movies get bigger and bigger than like the, the kind of subtler things of like the first captain america or the first iron man they just—they have no choice but to kind of abandon those. As you know, it's like now. Remember how Tony Stark built that first suit? Now he's got like a plethora of them, and you know mm-hmm. they've got rocket mouths and whatever else. Need, I mean, it's. Well, Captain America keeps getting stronger mm-hmm. each movie, too. Yeah, I guess it seems like, or they just find new ways to test that strength. I, I mean, though, no. in this one, I mean, he grabbed the bumper of that car to try to hold it up just for a second, and it just ripped off. So. That was funny. Yeah, that was kind of kind of interesting. That's an Eastern European engineering. <laughs> we'll knock on them right uh speaking of places though man when they mentioned wakanda i was sure they were going to bring in black panther somehow well that's part of the plan he's coming yeah i wanted him, i wanted him there though yeah that that that, that that's, yeah, that's something i thought they might do but then they didn't do it so there's they 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 hint at things and set stuff up i mean they set up the idea of uh, dr strange and captain america 2 right so he's supposed to show he'll-, he'll show up at some point and do his thing. I honestly don't know how they're going to handle those last two movies if they're going to really be cuz I don't know if they're supposed to be like Marvel putting a bow around the whole thing and then being like okay, now we're going to take 5 years and reboot everything all over again with new actors <laughs> that we can pay nothing to for a while, or what's going to happen after that? Because it would get a little incredulous. At a certain point, you can get only get so big, then you have to kind of crank it back down. Well, I mean, they're going to defeat Thanos, the most powerful being in the galaxy, or the universe. Or so. whatever, yeah. That's that's it. Can't go any farther than that. Right. And it's going to involve, you know, like I guess it's going to get cosmic, which... They're, they're we'll, going to bring the Guardians we'll back be, in, It will yeah. be tricky for the, the whole idea of all of the sort of s- littler, subtler things. I mean, like, which... which so, like, Iron Man 3 and Captain America 2 and Thor 2 all happened post-Avengers 1. And I feel like they uh I mean, with the exception maybe of Thor, because that was kind of like a global-scale catastrophe thing where you felt like maybe the Avengers should have shown up at that point. Yeah. Um, as opposed to just to take down, you know, the Baron. Right. In this one. Yeah, that was kind of silly, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it really just felt like a glorified Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode that just, like, oh, I guess they, they brought them in for it. That'll be the real thing. Like, the Captain America 3, I don't know how they're going to set that. I kind of think they're going to reverse things, though, with uh, on some respect. Because the way that they the conflict between Tony Stark and, uh, and uh, Steve Rogers was in this movie, which wasn't there most of the time, had more to do with the idea of... Tony Stark doing his own thing right, and not being part of the team, not clearing things. That right, that of. made sense. And so I feel, I mean, cause in the, the way Civil War works in the comics, Captain America is like the you know stalwart like man of freedom and personal liberty and so he doesn't cotton to the idea of everyone having to sign off on something. And I feel like he probably still wouldn't, but maybe they're going to do it in a different context because it seems like it's S.H.I.E.L.D., the way it's supposed to be now. And Tony Stark's off doing his own thing and maybe going to think he wants to you know, be the single policeman of the universe or something. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, now you've got the super spoiler for the end. They've got the new Avengers all lined up already. Mm-hmm. Right. With the robot, with the Vision. Vision, Falcon, and Scarlet Witch. And Scarlet Witch, yeah. Is there anyone else there at the end? Captain America, uh, Black Widow. And Romanoff, yeah. Mm-hmm. Presumably, uh, Clint Barton is off Fixing you don't need a dining room. I like that. <laughs> I like that, that was, a lot. That was good. Yeah, they, Jimmy Ren- they, they gave Jimmy Renner a couple of moments, and the, oh, one, the yeah. one with the Scarlet Witch was really good. Where he just like, I mean, it was almost like they're like, okay, do a little bit of a Hurt Locker. Hurt Locker, I mean, like, yes. Like, you do a little Hurt Locker here. You know, I got a job to do. I'm going to go out and I'm going to do that. But I can't babysit you. Like, I actually, I liked that that they were able to uh, to kind of incorporate a little bit of, of that and give his character a little bit of something in some places. Though, I'm a little disappointed because the idea of giving him like a, you know, like a wife or a girlfriend or whatever in a family on a farm somewhere, that that that's kind of neat and it's kind of sweet and it works in the movie, but it completely eliminates any idea of doing a really good Hawkeye movie. Yeah. Because the Hawkeye comic... Uh, is based purely on him being just sort of like a kind like of weird a beer swilling loner, loner yeah. that just like you know takes a bunch of stolen drug money and buys a building in Brooklyn with it. Like, <laughs> yeah, that sounds more like Hawkeye. Yeah, exactly. So it's, uh, I mean, unless they do some terrible like you know his whole family gets killed and thing, which I'm not keen on at this point because that's that's a cheap thing to do. Yeah, it, it does kind of explain a lot of things though, like with, um, <clears throat> like for instance in, in a, a, a Winter Soldier. When you're like, well, you know, where, where the, where, the hell is everyone? Well, Thor is off doing his Asgardian thing. Right, He's yeah. got other stuff to take care of. You know, the Hulk's hiding. That's what he does. He yeah. hides. Romanoff is probably out, you know, taking care of business somewhere. Well, like, Romanoff where... was in the Winter Soldier. Oh, I'm sorry. Winter that's King right. Of... I'm sorry. I meant uh, I meant uh, Hawkeye. Where the you know, where's where, where Hawkeye? He? Yeah, yeah. He's probably off taking care of something. But why wasn't he there with the, you know, with his buddies? Because well, he, he, he was on a farm. Fixing somewhere. the porch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I love that. <laughs> no, that's mm-hmm. good. That's good. And I mean, and you know, the I get the sense that Banner. And, uh, Stark. and Stark have been kind of working together for yeah. a while there, so maybe St- Banner hadn't been on the run. Well, and Stark's dealing with his PTSD too. Yeah, he's got that. Which I liked in Iron Man Three. That was I liked awesome. that whole thing with uh, like you know the little kid asking him about the wormhole and everything. Yeah, and, like, this idea of like him having panic attacks and stuff because because that that's that's stuff that I mean that's I think what makes the Marvel movies still pretty good even if they're not great is that they do hit little character things about about them. And they did some of that here, but there was just a lot going on with a lot of people. And so, who yeah. knows? I mean, then they've got their own movies, you know, so it's like you can't really demand too much. But yeah, in terms of there being a, a real definitive, kind of eloquent way for someone that liked the first one to say that the second one is significantly worse, <laughs> I'm not sure that I can see it. I mean, there everybody had, maybe had... I mean, there was an origin kind of come-together aspect to the first one that maybe just naturally works better that isn't in this one but they hit the spots they needed to hit They kept a good momentum the action was um, like I said it was well put together not terribly inventive but there
1: well and then there's the whole Whedon typical strained love situation yes in every single one of his shows in this movie right it, like Dollhouse Buffy Angel Firefly. All of it. Yeah.
0: And it, yeah. This and one, we, I think,
1: was the. the most poorly executed, just because they could have done it in a different fashion, and it you probably would have felt kind of more—I don't know—emotionally invested in those characters. But this was kind of like really got to cheese it out a little bit. Yeah, it was a know, bit. It know was know. a bit
0: too cheesed and a bit too yeah. on the nose and a bit uh-huh. too openly discussed. I think. Uh-huh. Yes, ways. that's exactly right. Yes. And, <laughs> and it could have been more of a, a subtler, like looks and uh-huh. you know, him and, and hawing thing, and not so much. It was a little too much, like, like fan service shipping stuff, I yes. think, mm-hmm. you know? And that was why I worked... So, like every Joss Whedon yeah. story has, has that but you of, you play it out over two seasons three seasons exactly and it, and, and, it's slower and it works better right? and that's why it works so well in Firefly with Inara and Mal too is that they never they, they openly speak of it like once and what mostly you know? it's just snarkiness back and forth <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and you know pained looks the, pained looks is where it's at if they could have just done some pained looks I don't instead. know that they even did that in Firefly which was great I think the best part about it the there, best yeah. part yeah. about it was that he called her a whore constantly but when that one asshole at the Shin dig said something about it that guy had to go and she's like what is, i don't understand i'm like that's all that says it all like you don't need to do anything more it's about action it's not about words and i think that that might have been been the issue there yeah and then leading it off with like they already like oh what's their plan for for bringing the Hulk down and taking him putting him to sleep it's just to have her like touch his hand and that seems a a bit a little wrist
1: a little wrist stroking yeah that's a little a little cheesy like you said super cheesy. cheesy and then I I think I lucked out in going to the bathroom at the right time so I missed an awkward shower scene
0: no no it was, was it? They were just talking about how she
1: used the hot water. He used it, and he... yeah, it, and it was, was it
0: was like still too yeah. on the nose. She was like, "Oh, maybe I should have joined you," you know. And it's oh, like God. that, that wasn't right, really... right there. Missed our was like, moment.
1: What the hell is <laughs> happening? Oh, right you here? just said it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It oh well, it should have been more. I mean, in a weird way, the stuff in Winter Soldier between her and Steve was maybe better in that sense. In I terms liked of it. it being kind of a mm-hmm. thing. But he, but he, 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 he addresses it very well when he's like, "I just, you know, how about a friend?" You know, like he's like, "I just," which is cool because it's Captain America. America's kind of unassailable. Yes. We'll see what they do with any kind of romance for him in the third one. He's know. a pillar of integrity in every right. way. Yes, exactly, right? <laughs> Which can make him boring like Superman. Oh, so boring, I, but also really interesting. In his, yeah, rigidity. Like, mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I like and I like that. I liked his his Nightmare. They you got to see those Nightmares and there was good stuff in the Nightmares. That was mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, he's afraid of peace. He really is. Yeah. I liked that. Well, that, no, that, that was part of it, but it was that also was... just, like, the solitude of that, I think. You know, because, like, he has the whole thing, and then instead of falling into that whole dance thing and the zaniness, then it's just alone. I liked the him alone in the dance thing for a moment. And then that's, and he brought himself out of it, kind oh, of. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I took that to mean, like, he nope. was terrified of, the, like, the war ending. He doesn't want the war to ever end. That's where he's from. Ooh, that's what he's from, you know, yeah. That was his, That's what know? changed him. He was, yeah. well, yeah, he was he was in the war, and then he was frozen, he never got to finish that war. Yeah, he had peace, yeah. He didn't have peace, but he had... uh, No closure. He never never got closure, yeah. Yeah. And that's interesting. That's good stuff. We'll see how they played that out in the third one. I feel like, yeah, he didn't get to do... He got to do some of that in the second one, but it also kind of wasn't about that, too. Yeah. Who knows? Um, In a weird way, it's almost like... you I mean, I end up liking the the, the subtler scenes, by and large. Um, I really like the one with uh, Hawkeye. Oh, man, I can't remember... Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Yeah, yeah. When he's threatening to shoot Quicksilver in the back with the arrow, no yeah. one would know.
1: Yeah, that was a good little. That was <laughs> that was, was, a, that was a very thing Malcolm Reynolds funny thing. Too. Oh
0: yeah, of course yeah. It was definitely a Weidmaney kind of yes. kind of line. Very cantankerous. It. Yeah, <laughs> and yet still good-hearted, fighting off the worst nature. Yeah. <laughs> The floating city. Floating yeah, city was. And good. you talked about how the fact that they get James Spader to be in it, and he just sounds like James Spader reminded you of Robert California from The Office. I just I couldn't help but look at him. And and I, I, him. I mentioned that it's that character from The Blacklist. So I, I have a feeling that's going to affect a lot of audio of general audience members, because that that's like a popular show on NBC, which means it's probably drawing in a c- consistent proportion of the viewing public. I guess it was weird too. I want to I want to go back to the floating city. In just a second, but James Spader he did not seem menacing exactly. Well, because because, because Whedon couldn't help himself with the jokey shit. Well, the jokey shit's fine. I mean, there were a couple minutes, like a couple instances, like where he lopped off that dude's arm, yeah. where he was like, you could see that, you know, ah, he's not stable, he's yeah. definitely not sane <laughs>
1: yeah, and that was good, that was very
0: menacing, but yeah, but I mean, like when he's quibbling, you know, like with, with yeah. the Hulk, yeah, like that's like, come on. Yeah, no, I feel like I feel like it was one of those it it was tough cuz of the AI aspect. Like well, part of it's got to be that he's like getting this from Tony Stark, so it's like what if you took Tony Stark's arrogance and nihilism and fil- filtered it through kind of like a, a a colder machine, but then kept all of the snarky, jokey things sure. and, and then occasionally had him get, you know, he lose his mind when he's compared to his father Tony Stark or whatever, you know. I mean, I I got some of it, but yeah. Like you said, as as a main villain, it just it didn't have the gravitas of of a god like commanding an army of aliens like Loki, and it yeah Loki or, was good, or even think. just like a whole mm-hmm. like conspiracy structure. I mean, the whole way that Hydra is kind of unceremoniously wrapped up in the first twenty five minutes, right? And then yeah, and then the whole thing with Strucker like that still bugs me because I almost felt like uh, they they kill him off screen and you see a picture of it, but then it doesn't end up mattering and he had this whole thing where he's like no the the twins weren't ready he was going to surrender like almost like he had a bigger deeper plan it just ended up being a total wet noodle of of a situation with him Uh, maybe they maybe that's what they're going to do with agents of shield maybe he's not really dead blah 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 and they'll just like that's going to all be the last of the end of the season will all be about him faking his death and who knows what trying to bring Ultron back again through some flash drive Ultron gave him like Star Trek 2 style he's like <laughs> remember you know back to the floating city floating city that's not how meteors work again with the physics it, it drives me crazy they, We, for whatever reason every movie maker seems to think that you put something up in the atmosphere and it falls down real fast it doesn't it doesn't right. immediately start burning up the reason meteors come in so fast is because they're moving at a really high relative speed to Earth. Right. It's just because they're, they're coming from a completely different, you know, inertial reference frame. Yeah. And so they're coming in at, you know, like 60,000 kilometers a minute or something. <laughs> I mean, that's where all the energy comes from. It's not just a big, heavy thing. That's falling from a decent height. I mean, they kind of mitigated that with like, oh, we've got these, their are thrusters holding it up, and now they are thrusters pushing it down. But it like, it started, thrusters. it started burning immediately. As yeah, it did. That's... It was a crazy amount of friction. Shit. And I know how ridiculous it is to, to bring physics right. into a movie about superheroes. Yeah. Where they're flaunting physics left and right, but still. That always, that always bothers me. Same thing with Pacific Rim. They fall right. from up high and now suddenly they're on yeah. fire. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a few other nitpicks, I guess. I feel like it got less this way as it went on, but there was a couple of just sort of sloppy editing moments that always bother me. Because like when I when I sit down to like write a story and I write a scene with characters in it, and then I'm going to write a scene. I have another scene for those characters in it, but it's going to happen later. I always try to cut to a scene for somebody else, so I never do that. Like, right. And I thought I, I felt like one of the ones that really... Because that's that's a way to kind of hide the illusion, sort of, a little bit, of you know, the time, space, everything else that happens when you make a movie. So they, they had this scene where the Scarlet Witch and uh, Quicksilver first meet Ultron, and he's in this church, and it's this reveal, and it's all ominous and dark. And then it's like cut to establishing shot of the castle and then it's still those characters and he's showing them. It's like, it's like, it's like he, he must have been like, come on guys, let's, uh, let's walk up to the castle and I'll show you what's going on now. And, it, <laughs> and they should have had something in there to, to break that up or something that just seemed a little... And then, um, I don't know, there was a shot of Scarlet Witch's face when Tony Stark was having his vision that just seemed really out of place. Right. I don't know. Those are real nitpick, like if you've edited a movie before, kind of stuff that like can kind of haunt you and flip you out. That most people probably don't notice, but mm-hmm. it kind of it kind of threw me out of the whack. But I think I ended up enjoying the movie more as it kept going, and um, I don't think any of the characters seemed too out of place or out of whack. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember what I gave the first one. I think I gave it a three and a half. I think I'd probably give this one something similar, about three and a half
1: i really liked all those crashes mm-hmm. they were good that train crash excellent. did you crack
0: up a couple times did i catch that i wasn't sure Was oh it yeah i totally
1: did and like when the glass like broke into all those people's faces while they were drinking coffee and they were like oh there's something happening i don't know there were just some parts that were kind of weird but funny and kind of maybe i'm a little bit sick so i thought they were funny no, I mean that stuff.
0: is me. people love their car crashes. Mm-hmm. You look so you look gracious. so conflicted over there, Tyler, about your sense oh, of things. No, no, I, I was just I was winding back, thinking about. I was trying to I was trying to think of the scenes I really liked, and and the uh, the scene with Thor where they're all the, the party where they're all trying to pick up Thor's hammer. Right. I really liked that one, and then the callback later on with Vision, who least... Picks it up effortlessly.
1: That's a hard Like word. they keep trading it back and forth. Yeah, that was great. Actually, I liked how everybody used everyone's weapons in strange ways. Not everyone's weapons, but there was a lot of trading off yeah. and helping out, which you don't normally see in the other ones. Well, so that's interesting. Part of the teamwork aspect of it, right? Yeah.
0: It would have been cool to see, I don't know, like Iron Man's hand. On I don't know Romanov's hand or something like that, just like a trade, real quick. Right, that would have been cool, especially in that last scene where they're fighting (laughs) off all the, uh, all the I guess the Iron Legion. You'd call him, and where are all the rest of Tony's suits? They should've been there. Well, the ones from Iron Man Three. Yeah, Yeah, I I know he destroyed most of them, but he's he's busy. (laughs) Yeah, and that's true. Like the way Iron Man Three leaves things, it's like somebody didn't get a memo. You know, like he seems like he's gonna pack up and go do something else. And we didn't see Pepper. We heard about Pepper. They address like the lack of some of the, right. uh, you know, supporting characters in this one, uh, kind of. But it still seems sort of <laughs> weak, I guess. I like how they keep putting Maria Hill in there. Who, yeah. She plays virtually no point. There's no point of having her there. She's just kind of like this binding agent. I mean, she's a cool character. Yeah, that's, I, like I guess her whole thing. What it does, it, what it does do, is it sort of oddly kind of connects everything else. the collapse of shield with like yeah. the fact that shield's still there you know because she goes and works for tony but she's still working for fury kind of and that they make that point at least i think it back actually i like the fact that she's there since since you know uh hawkeye and uh and uh, black widow are still i mean they're not you know they make the comment that you know they're looking out there, looking at these gods walking mm-hmm. around and then you've got these two humans who are Really, really powerful humans, but right. still just humans. But it, then there's Maria Hill, who has no power, but still hangs with them. That's kind of, yeah, kind of interesting. And then you got Don Cheadle. You got uh, well, Don Cheadle's great. War yeah. right. Machine Red. was fantastic. Yeah. He <laughs> came in and did a few things. So that was, <laughs> that that was, was great. Tell us stories. Some either. of
1: the makeup was really cool. Like Vision.
0: Vision was awesome.
1: His like face stuff, like all the stuff they put on him, looked really neat.
0: Oh, they chiseled the hell out of his face, too.
1: Yeah, they did. I've seen the
0: actor in real life. He, he's a handsome man, but man, that, they made him look... Paul Bettany? Yeah. yeah I mean, and they'd established that from the get-go, because he was the voice of Jarvis the in the very first Iron Man movies. So that's a long time coming for him to finally get called down, huh? <laughs> I mean, worked out well. Vision was a cool character. I, I like when they, when Thor throws him, you know, presumably, through the glass of Avengers Tower, and yeah, he's, he stops because he's afraid to break it. He doesn't want to break it. I thought that was the well, coolest I, thing. I think, I think it was also he was seeing himself. And he was like, I definitely yeah, seeing himself Tritter. and he's seeing yeah. the city. But mm-hmm. it was this, you know, all, none of them have any qualms with breaking. They're, they break yeah. everything right. all the time. Mm-hmm. But here's this one person who would be completely unharmed by going through this glass. But where, you know. He, he just stops. He stops. I mean, whether it's because he sees himself in the mirror or he wants to look at the view. It doesn't matter. He's, yeah. He didn't want to break it. Yeah. I thought that was so cool. Yeah, they did, and then he even had a nice little moment with Ultron at the end there too, which was which was good. Kind of this uh, little nihilistic little diatribe, but uh, in kind of a uh, an interesting way. We'll see. So yeah, I mean, I I think yeah, I think going into it with a little lower expectations probably helped. Like I said, it did in a strange way help. Like I thought it was going to be very no count in terms of like the stuff that's going to be happening. Yes. But. It kinda still feels like it'll glue things together in some respect. It's establishing, you know, Tony Stark's paranoia about the future and fear about those those things and you know, getting these other characters and getting the whole status quo back to a place where it'll make sense, I guess, for things to get larger scale or whatever. So yeah, I think three point five out of five for me is still where I land. Danielle?
1: Probably a three. There were a lot of moments that I just felt were too cheeseball. Wow. The action was really good, though.
0: Huh. That's funny. I I, I think I was sounding more critical about all of it. i a I give a soft four. A soft four? A soft four. Real soft. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Only because, I don't know, I I really liked it, but it, it, it just felt like it was missing something or maybe had too much of everything yeah it had, it had you're trying to make everybody happy, and if they even pull it off slightly, the first one pulled it off. I, I think I, I was more critical of the first one. Of course, I, I think the biggest problem for me with the first one was that all I kept hearing about like the two weeks before when because uh, I saw it a couple weeks late, was everyone on Facebook talking about how awesome Hulk was in it. And for me, what's also awesome about Hulk isn't Hulk Smash, but like that whole existential side of it. Right. And, there, and the thing is that then in the movie in the Avengers movie there are bits about that but it's like it's more like it's just missing a few bits it's like in this one where there's a few po- points where people mm-hmm. say more than they need to mm-hmm. and that one there was a few points where people needed to say, say like little, one or two more things more. to kind right. of actually kind of arrive there so that was my big qualm with Avengers when I saw it the first time and I think I had less of a problem with it the second time I saw it uh, and with this one I, I don't know I don't know that I will like it less I think
1: it'll probably stay at about 3.5 I don't know how I'd rate it if I saw it again. Probably like it more.
0: Because you'd kind of be inured to all the cheese and just be like, yeah, that's just part of it. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm not sure why they felt like they needed to force that to really just like play to the back seats with that romance stuff. It's probably I mean, just because of Ruffalo, honestly. It, he you didn't, think he just wasn't right for the that aspect to play that part of it? Oh, or? no, I think he did it really well, actually. No, I'm just saying, you know, he, for whatever reason... Mark Ruffalo worked really well as Bruce Banner in the first Avengers. Right. I I still don't know why, but I I still like him. Yeah. Um, But really, it's this weird thing where he, you know, Banner's not really an Avenger. The Hulk is an Avenger. Right. Exactly. And so uh, there are, you know, cartoons and a lot of the comics. They don't even really. They you don't see Banner for a long time, and it's just Hulk. Yeah. And then Hulk has, you know, more of an intelligence, and it's kind of like this weird trade-off where I, I almost wish that was the case, where Hulk was just kind of hulk off in the background doing whatever hulk does when he's not fighting something right you know i wonder how they're gonna go with that i mean because they do establish that in the at the end of the first one like a sense that he has a little more control over it yeah Mm -hmm. and then they give they come up with a caveat for him not having control over it at one point in this movie when he's like you know hexed by the scarlet witch to be but which they completely missed out an opportunity on for any more hulks because i think i don't know that we're getting another hulk movie
1: Probably in not, in yeah. their
0: in their plan so far, I don't think that Phase 4 or 3 or whatever the hell it's going to be is going to include another Hulk movie to get into any of these things about, you know, the duality of man stuff that's actually potentially pretty good. So you could have done some of that with uh, seeing into his mind while he's having the nightmare, you mm-hmm. know, fuel. But you didn't get that. You just got him smashing stuff. You got some good stuff with Romanoff. You got some good stuff with Captain America. I think all the stuff with Thor was mainly just plot stuff to kind of hint at, you know, the infinity stones and you know Mm -hmm. the, the cosmic side of things